0: sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.
1: This is Simon Rose. It's time now for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm glad to say I'm joined by Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. Um, I think you want to have a look at mining companies. Russ. Yeah, because nobody's asked me
0: about them for months, <laughs> which <laughs> think is the most. And 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 in a way, you can understand why, because you know, if you if you're looking at the sort of rankings of FTSE 350 sector indices, industrial metals and precious metals are both in the bottom five or six or seven in terms of performance in the year to date. Um, and I guess you can sort of see that from an industrial metal perspective, because copper's gone nowhere, aluminium, tin, lead, none of them have really have really done anything. Because I guess largely of uh, fears of the Chinese recovery and the wider economic outlook, and all of, but the precious metals, we know that gold is is back near two thousand dollars an ounce, and the shares still aren't moving. And I think, hmm. it it in the case of the industrials, therefore, its recession worries. In the case of gold, I think it's well, <clears throat> maybe you know people are looking for different haven assets, whether it's Bitcoin, but also I think in the case of both the precious and the industrial metals. There's a sense that they have a cost-based issue too, in that you know energy is a big input cost for them, labour is a big input cost for them, and so there is a sense that there is a there is a concern that there's cost pressures brewing, not yet really showing up in the all-in sustained cost of the of, of the gold balance or nothing above what's already been predicted, mm. but their all-in sustaining costs or their AISCs are, are are generally going up. So that's been another market concern, and I guess that's why these things haven't done so well. You know, you look at Standard Charter today. Its numbers haven't gone down that well. That the shares have been thumped because of a, a write down on, on, a, on a Chinese uh, holding, Bohai Bank. So I think that's been holding back both of them. It's either costs or, or, or prices or both. And yet you can, I guess, therefore, what was interesting for me is well, okay, well, what, what needs to change? So, first of all, clearly any economic news that's good news would be seen as potentially helpful for miners. Um, from the industrial metals, for the precious metals, I guess you can always say that they're what you have just in case everything else goes wrong. So it's mm-hmm. quite nice not to see them doing doing well, I suppose. But gold is creeping higher, all the same. And I guess the other thing that we need to bear in mind is that, you know, we still need these things. And there hasn't been a lot of exploration or production in a loss of industrial metals for a very long time. And then so if you get an industrial recovery, that would be potentially interesting. You have the renewable story if you buy into that, particularly for things like copper and electric vehicles. And ultimately, these things have underperformed growth for the best part of a decade. And the final argument for them is that, you know, we're clearly seeing the Treasury and gilt markets, the government bond, sovereign bond markets have a wobble because of concerns over the sheer level of government debt that's now out there and the sheer level of issuance. And you can it you know, it doesn't require a massive leap of imagination to see central banks having to step in and start buying bonds, monetizing debt to try and put a lid on bond yields. And if they do go back to printing, then you're looking for things that central banks can't print as potential havens where supply doesn't grow so quickly. And you would think that hard assets would be one of those. And that proved to be the case in the 70s when mining stocks generally were a bit of a haven. So there there are cases that you can make for miners, the first one of which is, well, they've just been ignored. Second one of which is they haven't done anything stupid for quite a long time. Their balance sheets are generally quite healthy. And then you've got either the economic upturn or the supply issue, because supply isn't growing that quickly at the time when you can see that potentially supply of money, paper, digital, or otherwise would would, again, potentially grow quite quickly. And you look at mining, the Bloomberg Mining Index relative to the S&P 500 or the FTSE world, and miners are at a, what, 10-year relative low near as damn it. So again, if, if any one of those things come to pass, mm. it might not take too much for people to fall back in love with unloved miners at a time when, intriguingly, you know, I've taken a bit, couple of days off this week, but just looking at the big tech stocks, even when the numbers have been really good, share prices just haven't responded, which is which is intriguing in itself. So let's So let's just keep an eye on the miners because their relative performance is through the floor. Near 10-year lows, that to me is intuitively always an intriguing starting point for anything.
1: Ross Moldeville, a contrarian. Um, Okay, uh, just pause for a moment and we'll come back.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: This is Simon Rose, and you're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, where I'm talking to Russ Mould of AGFL. Um, Russ, I mean, and I know the Chinese have sort of really jumped the gun with everybody. I mean, they seem to have cornered the market in quite a lot of the rarer um, minerals yeah, and metals that are needed for they've got, yeah, the renewables the industry.
0: Lithium, a lot of the world's lithium refining supplies, so that, that's and that's very tricky for, for a Western investor, therefore, to, to and yes. And how to play mining stocks is obviously... You've, you've got the mega caps, oh, and then you go all the way through the market cap, all the way through to the sort of twinkles in the milkman's eye, as it were. In that, they're, they're yes, every sort of every private investor knows.
1: Yes, every private investor knows when you get down to the tiddlers, you've got to be really careful about how you pick them. Yes,
0: yeah. And, and I think, you know, if you look at the mega caps, you've got to know what you're getting yourself into. You know, Rio Tinto is basically an iron ore player, Antofagasta is basically a copper player. Mm. Anglos is a little bit more diversified, Glencore Ditto, but you still know what they're that Their the major, major, major commodities are, and that they're the safer way of going about it. And and clearly, the further down the market cap you get, the higher the risk you get. And you know, somebody who was a trained as a fund manager at a value house and was always taught well, the definition of a of a of a mine is a hole in the ground with a liar at the top. And you've got to be very careful. And you you you're danger with the juniors. And I'm not
1: mm.
0: going to besmirch anybody's reputation here. Is that sometimes they need an awful lot of money to get these projects off the ground. So as, a, as an investor, even if yes. you're right, you can be diluted down so horribly. So you probably need a basket of things. You probably need to be involved with some of the mega caps. And if you do want to go down the small caps, you know, a wide range of them, and you need to look at management's track record, you need to look at balance sheet and how much money the projects are going to need. And you need to look at where they're operating. Because as we've seen in the past, you can either end up with a military coup, confusing matters no mm-hmm. end, or you can end up with resource nationalism and the local government understandingly wanting a bigger slice of, of the action through tax. So you've got to be very, very careful where you play, you know, where aren't there resource nationalism issues? Well, places like Canada and Australia, but then equally there, you have a lot of legislation trying to stop people knocking holes in the earth's crust. So it's it's, it's never quite as straightforward as it, as it seems with these things, but when they catch light, as we've seen in the past, they really, really do catch lights, but you, you do need to do your homework on what they produce and where and also, what the balance sheet is, just to make sure they have resource, which clearly shouldn't be a problem with the, with the big ones. Again, because they have, they got such a fright with all the M and A that went wrong ten or fifteen mm. years ago, and the big projects that have, have proved troublesome. They really haven't done anything silly with money for a long time. Their balance sheets are pristine, so we do have a bit more downside protection there than we perhaps should have had normally. So it sounds, unless you're an expert in
1: the smaller mining stocks or really know what you're doing, you're doing best sticking with the majors and just being patient?
0: For me, I'm not a geologist. I haven't got an edge there. If you really think you do know something, then fine. But overall, I'd be inclined to play, say, if you'll get an awful... If things do go well, you'll get an awful lot of operating leverage into the metals' prices anyway, and that should probably do you perfectly. And also, some of the big fish will then start throwing even bigger dividends and buybacks at you. So I, I you can make life exciting for yourself, and if that's what you want to do, then fine. <laughs> but do please bear in mind that AIM is about 3% of the UK's market cap, so anything that you have above that as a percentage of aim stocks means you're inherently taking more risk so you've just got to be very very aware of what you're letting yourself in for so by all means have a you know sex drugs rock and roll portion of your portfolio but be aware that make it sure that you can afford for that to go down a long way and it doesn't make a profound difference but obviously if it really goes well it, it could go very well but yeah you've got to be very 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 careful there. Ross, thank you very much indeed.
1: That's Ross Mold, Investment Director of Bell Ross will be back with me in a fortnight to discuss the financial outlook for personal investors.
0: Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.